Welcome to AfterBuzz TV's Concert Experience. It's another episode, this time joined by DJ William Reed, resident house DJ of many places in L.A. He sits down to talk to us right now. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. There we go. A little Iggy Pop to start us off. And there's a reason. There is. Man, this guy's a legend. And I'm going to go see him soon. So, we're gonna, you know. We're going to tell you guys about that soon. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV's Concert Experience. My name is Mike Rippey. You can catch me on social media, at Mike Rips, uh, Instagram, all of it. And I'm joined today by a cool dude already. I already could tell. We've been talking for a few minutes. DJ William Reed. Hey, what's up? Hey, takes one to know one, man. Hey. All right, I like that. That's all right. So tell, tell the people where they can follow you on social media or wherever. Yeah, I'm all over um, Facebook, William Reed, uh, Instagram, at William Reed, um, Twitter. And we're going to, th- well, you'll have that in the handles, but yeah, you can follow him all over. And, all uh, over. He's uh, all over LA, but he's been a lot of places, so let's, uh, let's talk about that. But this is Iggy Pop, and we just chose that because you're going to be playing. Uh, a show headlined by Iggy Pop, right? Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to be heading out to uh, to Vegas soon for uh, Punk Rock Bowling. I think it's in March. Okay. And uh, I should know the dates of this, but... Uh, you Such know, a DJ. The guy's a legend, man, right? And, um, you know, he's old, so who knows how much longer he's going to be touring. Um, Good point. Yeah, so I just kind of confirmed the tickets to that one, and I'm um, really looking forward to that. And, pe- so. and where do people find tickets and, and anything when they want to get uh, to your show or anything like that? Um, is it, does it differ? Is it yeah, places, you know what? Generally, they can find information somewhere, right? You know what? I post everything. On, um, you know, I'm really kind of like social media heavy. So, mm-hmm. like on my Instagram, I'm always posting. On my Facebook, um, you know, anywhere really across any channels. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, all right. I got a lot of questions for you. But Shoot. First, let's talk about some of your resume. So, uh, you've done private events for Moby, Nora Jones, a ton That's of right. more people. You work with Calvin Harris, Guns N' Roses, Fantagram. Those were some of that I. I you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, I've I've uh, had the pleasure of working with a lot of people, um, you know, over the years, including a lot of artists and producers that you know have been inspiring to me for many, many years, e- even preceding that of when I started DJing. Um, yeah, you know, especially some of the older school, like you know, rock guys, you know, like members of like the Smiths or Joy Division and New Order or like the Cure, or, like you know, from Guns and Roses. I mean, yeah. you know, guys of the Ramones I mean yeah. you know that was uh, or the Sex Pistols that was really 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 cool um, so and then you know on top of that I mean you know it's all the you know contemporary stuff as well and currently you're based in LA that's right yeah I live in um, I you live in Los Angeles don't, don't tell us your my address, address. yeah uh, and you have residencies at Harvard and Stone, The Standard, Good Times at Davy Wayne's, Hot yeah. Spot, uh, Bar Mama, and a bunch more. Yeah, I mean, uh, exactly. I mean, about six nights a week, I'm 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 consistently booked. And then otherwise, it's like special events, concerts, private parties, you know, um, awards kind of show gigs, stuff like that. Yeah. Does it ever get tiring? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Sometimes. How do you get through it? You know what? What um, kind of drugs? You know what? I don't do drugs. Okay, good. I Just don't drink caffeine uh, either, no? which is kind of crazy. No, man. I um, I don't use an alarm, and I make sure to get my eight hours. That's it. All right. There, that's that's the, it, man. The sleep. That's it. Sleep. Okay. Sleep, sleep and a good diet helps. You know I mean? You know, when you're younger, you can kind of like... Get away with it. You know, get away with junk food and stuff. But, yep. you, you know, as you get a little bit older and, you know, you're working every night and every day and stuff, um, you know, you got you to gotta take care of yourself at least sometime. All right. So, uh, I like it. Um... Let's start. Give us the background on William Reed. Wow. Um, as a DJ? As a DJ. Yeah. I mean, grew up in Germany. 
Yeah, you know, I was born in the States. Okay. But um, I grew up in Germany. My father was a, uh, you know, he's an engineer. Okay. And he worked for the government. So, you know, when we were really young, um, you know, one day we just, hey, we're moving to Germany. And, you know, we're like, okay, cool. You know, like, what are you going to say to that? You know, you're so young, you don't really know the difference. Sure. So we actually lived there twice, man. And that was pretty cool because I was exposed to, like, you know, all kinds of different music that... I probably would not have been exposed to, you know, growing up in the States Mm -hmm. um, at that particular time. You know, everything from, you know, uh, you know, punk and and, um, krautrock and, you know, electronic music of like, you know, the mid to late 90s um, and, you know, and more. So that was really kind of pivotal in my development as a DJ, for sure. How do you describe the difference in the music scene, let's say, in Germany or Europe, Europe compared to the U- the United States? You know, that's a really good question, man. Um, and I would have to say, like, electronic music in general was just kind of a way of st- standard way of life, you know, at, at least a decade or two even. You in know, Europe. Before, exactly. Right. I mean, you know, you'd be in a restaurant or in a department store and there would be you know, like an electronic dance track on, you're like, man, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And then like 10 years later, you know, you would, that, that finally, that wave finally hit the States and then you would walk into the Gap or something and hear like an electronic music, you know, where like a couple years previously, that would be completely unheard of. You know, it was like generic elevator music. It's That's true. That's definitely come to America. Yeah. Finally, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah finally. Yeah. Um, so you started at what age? DJing? Oh, geez. I mean, I was probably around 27, so pretty late in the game. 27. And yeah. what was the what was the start? Like, how'd you start? Man, Did you that's... always want to start, and it just happened? Never. Never. I mean, I always loved music, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, all my friends were DJs or, or um, you know, promoters or event producers, stuff like that. And I was always kind of like uh, the wingman, you know what I mean? I was, I was on mm-hmm. the sidelines. I was kind of helping out and stuff, um, whether it was helping to produce a concert or a club night or, like, supporting my DJ buds or helping throw like these, you know, huge dance parties and stuff. And then, um, you know, a few years went by. And then one day I got a call from, from a friend and she's like, hey, uh, the owner of my bar just fired everybody, including the DJ. We need someone to come in tonight. You know, we'll pay you, you know, and, and throw you some free drinks. And at the time, it was like, it was like nothing. You know what I mean? But I thought it was like the coolest thing. Drinks and Drinks. DJ. I'm like, are you going to throw me some bucks and some drinks to DJ the music that I want to? Yeah. Let's do it. And then the rest is history. Just kind of snowballed from there. It's snowball just from. D- I mean, dude, this was like at a dive bar in Arizona. Man. Yeah. And um, speaking of Arizona, yeah. I wanted to touch on that because I know you spent some time in Arizona. You got a. You, yeah. You got a. You did a lot there. Can we talk about that for a minute? Sure, absolutely. So talk about the Arizona thing because I know you're pretty big in the in the Phoenix area. Yeah, that's where I moved here from. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, so I never intended on moving to Phoenix. I mean, I, I graduated high school, uh-huh. went to visit with a mate of mine, and um, you know, we just ended up staying, man, for like over a decade. You know. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's cool, man. Um, it's a little big town and a lot of cool things going on there. And that's where I kind of got into music. So uh, as you, far as DJing. And were you able to hone, hone your craft, get better in Phoenix or what was it I like? mean, yeah. I mean, it was like zero to 60 for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I was promoting, I was DJing, I was, uh, you know, everything music related. I was hosting my radio show and stuff like that. So where do you get inspiration for making your music or where's your music come from? Yeah, that's a good question, man. And there's not really one avenue, singular avenue that kind of, uh, you know, feeds off that inspiration. It's kind of everywhere, man. I mean, um, you know, I just got back from a couple weeks in Europe uh, visiting and, um, you know, I was I was playing some dates out there, playing mm-hmm. some gigs. And, um, you know, when you, when you live and you work in L.A., I mean, L.A.'s my favorite city on the planet um, as is. far as living. 
I live, love it living. so much. Okay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But um, it's really good to get out of L.A. because, um, you know, you can kind of get caught in this cycle of like, okay, you know, I'm in the groove, which, which is great, you know what I mean? But kind of on autopilot sometimes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you step out of L.A. for a minute, whether it's, you know, heading down to Mexico or, or going to Europe for a few weeks or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, just to kind of immerse yourself in that in that foreign culture, whether it's, you know, hanging out and having a conversation with people that don't live in L.A., you know what I mean? <laughs> that don't care about L.A., you know yeah, what I mean? I and um, so uh, that tra- traveling is probably my biggest inspiration, yeah. Let's talk about a little bit more about venues because you said that L.A. is the best place um uh, in the, in the world. It's my favorite city in the world, yeah. I, understandable. A lot of people would say the same. Great weather, sure. How's the music scene in L.A.? It's awesome. I mean, it's the entertainment capital of the world. Yep. You know, wh- whether you're into live music or, like, DJ culture, I mean, yeah, it's different from, say, like, places like Amsterdam or Berlin or, you know, Ibiza, obviously. Uh, but, you know, there's a really good... I mean, obviously, pop music is alive and well here. I mean, this is where most of it's, like, recorded and stuff. Um, live music, I mean... Every band's coming here to try to, you know, Make get it. their big break and mm-hmm. stuff. DJs, I mean, you know, it's. There's, I mean, everyone's. You know, there's so many DJs in this town. It's great, but but, um, you know, there's a really good underground music scene too. That's, um, you know, there's a a core group of people uh, here in Los Angeles that are behind that that um, are, have consistently been bringing events and curating and producing events that puts LA, in my opinion, on par with these other global capitals. Okay. Couple questions here. First, I yep. want to say, how would you describe your type of DJing? Man, that's a really good question. Um, I do not like to be pigeonholed because my my tastes are wide and varied. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I grew up on a combination of of, of punk rock and. Um, you know, pop and disco and electro. Um, so my DJ sets really reflect that. Um, you know, when I'm doing a four or five hour set at a club, I like to not stay in any one gear for too long and, okay. you know, keep it groovy, but, um, you know, kind of include surprise elements, you know what I mean? And keep the crowd guessing and not, you know, I'm not bored. I like to switch it up. So, for example, um, you know, in a typical set, I could have, you know, soul wax or too many, you know, soul wax mixed into, you know, Prince mixed into uh, David Bowie or The Clash mixed into some Biggie mixed into, you know, uh, The Weeknd. So okay. I like to keep it like funky, it. fresh, yeah. not in any one gear because, you know, I don't because I get bored. You know uh-huh. what I mean? The crowd's going to get bored, too. So Do you ever run the same set? Or is it every single no, time? No, man. Unique? No, I never. I never pre-plan a set. Never uh, pre-plan. Never. No. I mean, I might have like a general idea, idea where you're going, but or you let like, it just happen. Yeah, because he, here's the deal, man. Um, and I used to tell my students, is I I taught DJing for like a little bit, for, okay, for, which is um, really awesome. But you know, I would tell my students, you know, don't don't ever plan a set, guys, because listen, you're gonna go into a club with certain expectations. You know, maybe it's a Friday night, and you know, it's gonna be cracking which I'm sure it's going to be. But maybe, you know, it's a, it's a private party or a buyout or, like, you know, there's a celebrity in the house mm-hmm. and, like, the mood and the directions change and you have to be ready to kind of adapt with that. So, you know, you pick out your first track, you kind of have a general idea of where to go and you just let the, you know, the rest kind of fall into place. So, it's, it, so it sounds like to me you kind of feed off the crowd and you go with that. Absolutely. I mean, you read the room, you play to the crowd, and, sure. that's, and that's kind of the inherent part of being a, 
a you know a good DJ is mm-hmm. to like you know be aware of your surroundings and what's going on because hey listen man if the people in the room aren't happy then I mean you know you're not doing your job yeah okay so let's talk about the room and sure. some of your favorites or worst I had a bunch of these questions set up what would your ideal uh, concert or show be like. Oh man, um, you know, I mean, a really good question. Set the scene. Do we are you, are you looking to play a festival outdoors midday? Are you looking to play um, a, a, nighttime. an intimate venue that's that's a small place? Or yeah, that's a really good question. There's pros and cons to playing uh, small rooms versus big rooms and festivals. Um, what and, are they? Well, for example, you know, you're on stage in a arena. Uh, you know, maybe playing with some other DJs or opening up for a band. Yep. Um, you know, which is pretty common um, in the DJ world. And, you know, you're sitting there on a tiny stage with 10,000 people waiting to see this rock band go on. And they're all seated and you're playing, you know, some sort of dance music, most likely, you know, um, you know, to kind of mix it up, w- warm up the crowd. And, you know, the venue's really not really made for like, you know, maybe. Uh, you know, dance music specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get that echoing and stuff. But then again, on the flip side, so that could be like a technical, like, well, maybe not the best thing. But as far as pros go, I'm a glass kind of full, you know, a glass half full kind of guy. Um, you know, you you have the energy of like, you know, 10, 20,000 people, which sure. is awesome. But the the smaller venues, the more intimate venues are completely, you know, amazing for a different reason. Um you know, you're, you're right there with the people. Sometimes people are standing on the stage with you or, you know, they're dancing right next to you, which is awesome. And you can feed off that energy oh, in yeah. a way that is not always available when you're playing in a really, really massive room where you're detached physically from the crowd, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It, I totally. I feel yeah. like in that sense, the energy is not really flowing. Exactly. I mean, it can flow, but, but it flows in a different a way. Deti- yeah. yeah. You're, the intimate venues are, are seriously intimate. They're and, serious. And, and when you're crushing it or hitting it, yeah. you can feel it, like the vibe, everything Absolutely. is right there. I mean, when you're in a big club, when you have like, you know, half a million dollar like uh, sound and lighting system you know that's really cool but that's kind of creating the vibe sure. more so than it's the energy authentic. of the crowd exactly mm-hmm. so there's pros and cons to both and I like to mix it up so you said you don't plan out any shows really I mean you have no. ideas which makes yeah, sense for sure is there anything specific that you do uh, superstitious wise or anything you know say a prayer anything that you do that it signifies you're about to go on set you know, um, I mean, go on stage or anything. I, I maybe you don't, but maybe yeah, you that's a really good question. I mean, sometimes I do. Um, you know, I like to kind of um, either have a nice transition. You know, going into um, say like right after right after the last DJ. Okay. You know, w- one of the things is like showing some respect and and letting you know the. Uh, the previous DJ's last track play out fully mm-hmm. instead of getting on there and just start messing with it because okay. no one likes that man okay. you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, sometimes I like to have a little pause so it's like you know it gets people's attention because they think the music stopped for you know like an accident or something yep. but it's totally intentional like a know? reset exactly like what maybe bring the lights down and then just come right in with a banger or you know and the lights and just hit the lights in a way where it's like you know okay Shit's getting real. Do you play, let's say this night you're feeling this song or whatever you think is the best song you got or the best mix for that night? Do mm. you play that coming out of the gate? You no save way. it for the end? You save it, man. Always? Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. I mean, you don't want to show all your cards up front. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Right, so you're a good poker player. <laughs> uh, 
is there any collaboration specifically that you look for or if you do collaborate what would you look for uh that's a good question too um yeah as far as collaborating as uh, i mean a dj i like to you know play with people that um you know have a similar kind of uh, you know vibe you know obviously um and that are just cool you know what i mean just good people positive um you know like to have fun and play to the crowd and read the room and you know and just have a really good time you know um and there's a lot of those here in los angeles that i have the um you know fortune the good fortune of working with on a regular basis um you want to name some of them yeah absolutely i mean um you know my uh you know, my DJ partner over at Bar Marmont, Chris Klimo, he's one of my, you know, he's become one of my favorite DJs in Los Angeles. We have a very comparable style, um, you know, and I'm always hitting him up, hey man, what was that track? You know what I mean? You know, we do a lot of gigs, uh, you know, like music swapping. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Dan Mancini is one of the first DJs I've met when I, since moving here to Los Angeles, and he's one of my favorite DJs as well. You know, I mean, he, he crushes it, man. He plays literally every night of the week. Um, really look up to him. And, um, you know, guys like Hobie, um, Justin Cornwall, um, I mean, Esley over at Good Times, I mean, you know, Clifton, I mean, that guy's, you know, a hustler too, I think that guy's booked almost every day too, um, so, you know, a lot of these people, you know, Victoria Van Dam. I mean, I could go on and on, but, uh, Some good shout outs there. Yeah, man, for sure, but as far as, like, non-local DJs go, man, uh, as far as collaborating, um, you know, there's a few that I haven't had the pleasure of working with yet, um, if I said to you, you've got one yeah. Right now, you get to do one. Who, who's who's Man, out there that you want to do it that's with? That's a really good question. Um, too Many DJs have been some of my favorites for... To just use one? Since... Oh, they're called Too Many DJs? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, many, yeah. Okay. From, uh, from Belgium. They're kind of the uh, the DJ offshoot of the uh, electronic band Soul Wax. So they are like, you know, they've always been the pioneers of the game, man. And, you know, they're, you know, they're not spring t- chickens anymore. Um, but they will, like, school any newbie EDM DJ that's out there today just, like, you know... Are they playing Dude. like Tomorrowland and stuff? You know what? They're playing next... Uh, they're playing next... Uh, what March fourth down in San Diego at Crossed Festival? Okay, on Saturday night. Yeah. Speaking of music, sure. We talked beforehand that you basically what you listen to is like a complete one eighty. You said it's to, completely man to what you. Put, I mean, it's out there. it's almost like. So let's talk about. Some I of mean, the, it's almost kind of laughable. I'm sure. Well, to, let's to let's a lot have of a laugh and let's so, hear what it is that you're listening to. Yes. Yeah, right? So when I'm at the house, I mean, you know, it, it's completely different from. You know what I'm listening to when I'm at work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. And I'm and I'm DJing almost every night of the week. So it's like you know I'm not going to listen to that stuff when I'm at home because I listen to it every day. So much. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to give my ears a break. And um, I'm not in party mode at home. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. Okay. So so I like to throw in a lot of um, you know like uh, you know classic like '60s French pop. I mean like Serge Gainsbourg. I mean you can always probably find him on my Pandora station at home on the okay. hi-fi system um, I do a lot of like chill stuff you know what I mean like the chill station oh, you know what I mean Serious XM like, 53 totally dude oh, like forget about it killing it, it. Like, chill is so good all day and just then, leave it I mean I do yeah, you know chill. that's it man oh. it's just like chill kind of ambient background mm-hmm. stuff in my house and then sometimes you know I throw on some of the like you know like a little um, you know like Billie Holiday mm-hmm. you know what I mean Okay. or, or even it's like you know some Sinatra you yeah. know what I mean no I get it I'm telling you man it gets weird in my house no <laughs> we gotta come over um, so uh, to give your ears a rest interesting I just want to touch on that yeah when you're DJing do you have a certain uh, headphones or earplugs that you use to like help it because it's gotta be so loud night after night how do you kind yeah. of 
eliminate some of that? You know, that's a really good question, man. And um, fortunately, I've um, been able to maintain my my hearing and uh, well, um, you know, over the years. Um, knock on wood. Uh, or glass. Wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so th- there are a few things that I do. Um, I I don't wear my headphones all the time. Actually, okay. I rarely use them. Um, only when I'm in a mix. Um, the booth monitor I only use when I'm in a mix, and then when I'm not, you know, I turn it down, mm-hmm. and um, I only put it as high as I need to. I mean, I know guys that. I mean, when I go in after them, it's literally the volume's turned up all the way, and I'm like, dude. You got to see a doctor, man. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. And then, um, obviously, when you're not in a club or when you're not at a concert, you know it's good to give your ears a rest. Like when I'm driving around, I won't even have music playing for like a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, get outdoors. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You just gotta. And we were had we're wear headphones or, or excuse me earplugs rather when you're not performing and you're at a concert you know what I mean because I go to concerts all the time when I'm not working or you know what I mean I'm always going to some sort of event and like I went to a concert uh, I had a Sunday night off a couple weeks ago and I went to this concert and I literally was right in front front and center man I mean the dude was leaning over me when he was singing and it was so loud I was like you know you can't you can't do that on your day off. You know what I mean. You gotta yeah. you gotta throw in some earplugs. Well, that's that's a good transition then, because I want to ask you a couple questions as just uh, maybe either if you want to answer them from your just music love or as a DJ. Yeah. Do you have an all time best concert that you've attended or been? You know what? Or performed? That's at? a really good question, man. Okay. Um. Wow. All time best concert. I was having this conversation last. Uh, this past weekend with some mm. friends of mine, we were yeah. out of town on a gig, and they traveled with me. And um, I kept thinking back to this show. I went to this music festival in October called Desert Trip by yeah. the same guys who do uh, yeah, Coachella. The Coachella guys. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know they call it Old Cell or yeah, whatever. Of course. Yeah. Um, so I had seen the Rolling Stones before, mm-hmm. but that show was like a perfect concert, man, on every level, and. So much so that the person uh, that I was attending with afterwards, we were like, dude, that was amazing. And we're like, you know, and then like a couple days went by and we're like, that might have been one of the best concerts ever that we saw. And I was like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And then over the weekend, I was like, was that the best concert I ever saw? Okay. Because they nailed it on like every level, man. I mean, I remember seeing Empire of the Sun for the first time and I was like, I was blown away. I was like... The costume design, oh, the set design, one of my, fav- one of my the, favorite groups, the 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 the, the, the visuals, the, the everything, Their the music, everything. I was like, whole, you know, they're kind of like the Fisher Spooner of today, so, I love but you know, with a much higher production level. Yeah. So Empire of the Sun, um, you know, first time I saw them, uh, the Rolling Stones performing at Desert Trip. I saw Aphex Twin play live in. 19, 20 years ago in 1997 live mm-hmm. which I don't even know you know what I mean he's, he's the guy's like a recluse so you know I mean I've, I've literally seen thousands of concerts um, it's really hard to say which one is you know has been the best but sure. you know those three definitely stand out um, as far as me playing yes wow man um, you know I love I love traveling I love playing in Europe it's yeah, okay. you know playing to strangers in a new land you can get that energy you know yep. they're, they're excited to see you it's all fresh because, and new yeah exactly they're excited to see you because you're you know you're not a local mm-hmm. I'm excited to see them because they're not local and mm-hmm. I'm in this amazing city, you know? Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I've played some really cool, you know, I've opened up for some really, really cool favorite bands of mine yep. in some really cool venues. Like, um, you know, I've done arena shows for like Arcade Fire and All like, right. Maybe you don't have the best concert, best yeah, venue. Sure. 
Best Be- venue? Best venue. I mean, I have, I've never played the Hollywood Bowl, but I would love to. Hollywood Bowl. That's, that's my favorite venue here in uh, Los Angeles. That's a, yeah. that's a good venue. Or maybe like the um, Walt Disney Concert Hall. Mm. Yeah. That would be pretty cool, too. Yeah. Did you... All right, I'm letting you off the hook on that one. Cause, yeah. yeah, I kind of dodged around that yeah, one. That's all right. Best song of 2016. Wow, the best song? Jeez. Um, that's tough, man. I mean, I don't really listen to a lot of pop music okay. like on my spare time, but... Yeah. I mean, the weekend, that guy just crushes it, man. I yeah, mean, it's huh. undeniable. I mean, you know, whether it's like, wow, I never, you know, for fans that were too young to get into Michael Jackson, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, he's like, that guy, wow. Do, do you think that he's more like Michael Jackson, or do you think Bruno Mars is more like Michael Jackson? <sighs> wow. I think Bruno Mars' stage presence uh-huh. He can, you know, move around, move and, around and kind of bit. act, you know, and, and if he wanted to dress up like Michael Jackson, he yeah. could kind of like totally pull it off. But the weekend sound, that's a tough is. one. I mean, in my opinion, I, f- I think like sonically, um, you know, when I listened to uh, the weekend's latest single with, you know, with Daft Punk, Definitely, the one you yeah. know, was performed at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like, wow, man. This is this is like Michael all over again, but y- y- yeah, y- you know, and like, I I say that in the most like positive of fashion. course, yeah, of course. All right, best DJ in the game. You know, that's measured by so many variables, man. I mean, there's guys who pay, you know, and I have know. PR companies for this DJ mag listing. But what does what does DJ William Reed say? If I if 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 hands could- down, Greg Wilson from the UK. Okay, without a doubt, the guy's been doing it for forty years. Um, I mean, the guy has, the guy's known for mixing on reel to reels from like the seventies, dude. Like you, no one that plays Hakkasan in Las Vegas has even touched one of those. Okay, and I'm not saying that's the why that that's, that's the reason what, why. Sure, but he's been doing this successfully and with taste and precision for four decades, man. And I mean, but it kind of you know his resume speaks for itself. He's got the time put in and stuff. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Now this is the similar question, but this is completely separate of actually what their music sounds like. Yeah. What's the best DJ name in the game? Oh, dude, the best DJ name. Like, it doesn't even matter if they're terrible, but what's just like, the best DJ name? I mean, DJ Funk. Like, I is don't there know, somewhere where DJ you're just like, Snake? man, that's a killer DJ name, DJ you Snake? Know, there's this guy that I read about, and he was like, he would DJ. And he would he was like a chef and a DJ at the same time. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I'm not he, even making this no, up. I believe you. What was he cooking? Whatever you want, like an omelet, like a some like a you know a, whatever you want, man. DJ chef. It was like DJ chef or something like that. Wow. And I thought it was. I thought the guy was having a laugh, but apparently he's not. And you know he's he tours around. And he just like cooks and he DJs. And I'm like, hey man, I got to give that a try. That's that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, you're DJ William Reed. I am. If you were not DJ William Reed, what would you be? Uh, what would you? What's another DJ name? Like, what would you DJ name? Man, you, ever, you must have thought of this over the time. Like, what else could I be? Well, I'll tell you. Um, my first DJ name was uh, I was I, I was DJing. I was asked to DJ my very first DJ gig. I was asked to DJ the Chill Tent at this rave okay. in Arizona um, that my friends were doing these raves. I'm talking like these illegal desert, thousands of people, thousands, yeah. totally illegal, stacked sound system, like, so le- legendary now, right? Okay. And uh, I don't know how they got away with any of this stuff, but um, yeah, I started, I was going by Traum, T-R-A-U-M, which is it was German for dream, because I, I was like, I don't know, I had to come up with something, it was ambient music, uh-huh. okay. I spoke German, I was like, oh, Traum, you know? Yeah. So I did that, but no one ever knows, because that was like, except like 10 people okay from like 
DJ, well, 15 now, years ago. Now, now at least 10 more people know that who's ever watching will know. Yeah, DJ exactly. Trump. So then, so then when I was time to say, okay, you know what, we need to actually put, you know, this is like fast forward to 2005 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend's like, hey, we need to put your name on a flyer. DJ Willie Will or something. And I'm like, dude, come on. I'm, I, I can't come up with something kind of corny now, you know? Yeah. So I was at a Billy Idol concert. Am I allowed to... Are we allowed to... Yeah, do whatever you want. On you go no. for it. Are we allowed to? Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. So, so I'm at a Billy Idol concert and he's like... You know, and she's texting me like, hey, come on, we got to get these flyers to print, man. Like, what's your DJ name? And I'm like, I don't know. And Billy Idol's playing and he's introducing his band. And he's like, this Steve Stevens on the guitar and I'm Billy fucking Idol. And I was like, yeah, man. William fucking Reed so that's what I texted her and that stuck for like for like a decade I mean still even now pe- people are right because like, your Facebook page is it William fucking Reed but with the C before the you know U? it might be actually yeah jeez that's it uh, it's kind of dated you there's know? like a couple links there but I saw one yeah. of those I wasn't sure what that is alright cool. yeah so so and then and then and then the media just loved it man they, they would print it all the time so that stuck and then it got to the point where it was like I felt like I couldn't change it because it was like you know, I was out there. Well, for the record, I'm glad you're not DJ Willie Will. Cause that, Me too. That would be... It's uh, probably taken. It's definitely taken multiple times over. Yeah. Uh, okay, but if, let, let's see this. You, DJing is a career. You've made it your career. If you were not a DJ, what would you be? Man, you know, that's a good question. I mean, I love music. I love the arts. Something creative. I Something mean, creative. I'm, I'm a, you know, hobbyist photographer. Okay. Um, you know, an artist on the side. So... I probably pursue some in that. I mean, I, honestly, I wanted to go into medicine to be honest, but what type? Uh, naturopathic, okay, holistic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like heal people with like herbs and stuff. Okay. Uh, you feeling sick? I mean, you look healthy. <laughs> no, but... I'm not feeling sick. Okay, Thank- good. Thankfully, <laughs> this weather's got me good. Uh, have you thought about producing soundtracks for films? Uh, I have. I have scoring. Um, you know, producing soundtracks for films, absolutely. And this is a great market to do that in. It uh, is. You know, and if someone called me up and offered me, you know, a uh, a gig doing that, I would I would seriously consider it. Okay, absolutely. A uh, couple more questions. First, I want to shout out to my mom asking a question, which was, um, "Do you, when you're DJing, take requests or no?" Hey, mom, um, I do absolutely. Yep. You know, and that's kind of a a real kind of um, point of contention in the DJ circle because how so. Um, you know, there, there are so many DJs that immediately say, man, I don't take requests. And I get it. Listen, you know, you know, there's kind of an ego element there. We're like, we're not human jukeboxes and we don't want to be treated as such. But on the other hand, listen, man, um, you know, we're there to make people happy. You know, um, you know we're not going to go to Hakkasan in Las Vegas and 5,000 or 10,000 people or whatever and walk up and request, hey, man, can you play this? Yeah. Because that's the the equivalent of going to a concert and walking up to the singer and saying, hey, can you play this song? Mm-hmm. Um, you see where I'm going with that? Yeah, of course. But let's say we're at a club, a local club or something, you know, a bar, lounge, whatever. Um, and I mean, I can't tell you how many times a night, literally every night, where, um, hey, it's my birthday or it's my girlfriend's birthday. Can you play this, you know, can you play this song? She, Everyone will love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, same, same song asked by like 10 different people. So, you know, you, you want to make people happy, but at the same time, you know, you want to maintain your like brand identity exactly. or integrity or whatever. So it's a balancing act. And I try to definitely make everybody happy when I can. But, Fo- follow up to my mom's question, yes. which I just thought about. Most requested song you get? Anything from Beyonce or Rihanna or Drake or The Weeknd. Either okay. one of those four. Beyonce, Rihanna, Drake, or The Weeknd. The most yep, requested. Absolutely. 
Okay. You said you were teaching for a period there. Yeah, DJs. I was. You I were. Was. Why'd you stop? You know what? I moved. This was in Arizona. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Uh, would you get back into it or not anymore? Don't yeah, sure. I mean, if my schedule permitted. I mean, you know, it's a it's a commitment, but it's during the daytime. I generally have my days free unless I'm traveling. Uh-huh. Um, so I would definitely get back into that again. Let's say you're. we have future DJs watching uh, at some point. They see this. They want to know from you. Give some, like, do you have any tips for prospective uh, DJs, musicians? How do they get into the industry? Not just Absolutely. how do you DJ, but, like, recommendations for them. What, what should they do? They have no idea what to do. What do they do? Don't do it for the money initially. Okay. Um, you know. It's got to have passion. Keep your day job, uh-huh. you know, but if you're passionate about it, and that goes with, you with know, with anything, anything, really. Sure. You know, pursue it, but find somebody that's really good at it that you are a fan of. And don't copy them, but, you know, borrow some notes from them. Like, maybe Calvin Harris is your favorite DJ, Mm -hmm. for whatever reasons. And then you follow his path to uh, where he is today. Mm -hmm. You know, what steps did he take? You know, chart chart it out and kind of emulate that, you know, but make it your own. And then treat it as a business and, you know, and and just be professional, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. I saved this for the end. Okay. And uh, we're towards the end here, but we have the Oscars coming up. Yes, and you have uh, you're hosting an Oscars uh, after party. That's right at uh, the at, at the Chateau Marmont, Bar Marmont, Bar Marmont. That's at Bar Marmont, yeah. and so it used to be at a private residence. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, it's funny. I um I man, when I'm not working, I um I like to I like to host parties. Okay, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, pri- private parties too. Sure. Um, whether they're like. Um, dinner parties or costume parties or holiday yeah. parties and I usually do them on the rooftop of where I live nice um, you must live somewhere cool yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> it's pretty cool man I lucked out but um, so with this particular event I um, you know I called it William Reed's like annual Oscar viewing party or whatever you know uh-huh. and, and, and I would you know invite like you know maybe a few dozen friends we'd have food and beverage and you know we'd decorate the place I'd get some of those corny statues from the boulevard yeah, you know we'd like get fake. our yeah. photos taken in front of a step and nice. repeat you know we'd all watch it and kind of you know bet who's gonna win and stuff and we'd dress up too I'm, I'm like you have to dress up guys like it's like you're going to the awards sounds like you'd be a party planner you like know, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? That could be a fallback. There you go. So, um, you know, this year I said, you know what? Let's let's kick it up a notch. Uh-huh. You know, and I started working with Bar Marmont, um, you know, about a year ago. And um, and how's that relationship been? It's been great, great. man. I yep. mean, you know, it's a legendary. I've been a fan of that place since the first time I've ever Super heard of cool. it. You know, I mean, I know the history. I'm kind of a history nerd. So I know the history of that place. I can tell you when it opened, who opened it. I mean, like, I can tell you a lot of secrets about that place. So, you know, when I started working with them... You know, it was, um, you know, it was kind of kismet, I felt like. So, um, you know, I started kind of bringing these um, theme parties to their, you know, you know, to them. Like, kind of, the whole point was to kind of bring that element of classy old Hollywood back, back. to that institution, which is legendary. Oh, yeah. So, with this particular event, yeah, I wanted to, um, you know, theme it out kind of an old Hollywood style. You know, encourage people to dress up, you know, black tie, award show attire. And that's this Sunday. And, um yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's this Sunday, Bar yeah. Marmont. And yeah. what time's that at? Uh, it starts at uh, 9 p.m., but uh, we're going to start lining people up at 8. Nice. So, yeah, get there early because it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a it's good a one. Lot of, yeah, yeah we've, got, we've got a lot of people um, coming out for this. So. All, right. All right. So, yeah, and you have a residency at Bar Marmont. I do, yeah, every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Yeah. Where, what are your other residencies? You got Davey, Good Times at Davey yeah, Wayne's Monday. Monday nights, um, you know, it's kind of like a 70s kind of house party vibe, which is cool venue. And, and it's, I mean, even on Monday, you, it's You enter through packed. a refrigerator. A refrigerator. I mean, come on. And it's packed on a Monday, you know? You got a, ref- you enter through a refrigerator, you got DJ and William fucking Reed, 
And, That's right. Uh, you're killing it, right? Yeah, right, yeah. So my buddy and I, we DJ together there under a sexy time machine, which is kind of a joke thing, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we have yeah. Um, and then t- Tuesdays, I'm at uh, Harvard and Stone. Harvard and Stone. So um, we also do live music there too. Right. Uh, Wednesdays, Bar Marmont. Mm-hmm. Thursdays, the Standard Hotel downtown Los Angeles, which okay. is you know. I mean, iconic. All of good venues. Uh, the weekends, I'm at the Parlor Room of Hollywood on mm-hmm. Fridays and Chestnut Club uh, on the West Side on Saturdays. And then, um, you know, when I'm not doing that, I'm either doing like my monthly singles going steady dance party sure. or my uh, my summer pool parties, which I'm about to announce about to here soon. Start up again. So, yeah. And when you make those announcements, let's let everyone know where they can find them again. On your yeah, Facebook page? Facebook uh, is fine. Um, and, uh, you know, Instagram, I'm kind of on there all the time because, you know, I'm just on my phone like boom 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 um and that's uh, at william reed on instagram okay um i do a lot of insta stories too so apologies in advance don't apologize Um, and then of course you can always um from there kind of reroute to sign up on like some email list so you can always stay in the know of any type of event that uh you know i'm hosting or throwing here in la which is highly recommended you guys definitely want to follow this guy especially if you're local to la you could see him all week uh, around town at really cool venues because those are all venues that have long lines to get into. Uh, good luck at your Oscars par- party. Thanks so much. Uh, you should come. This has been awesome. Cool, uh, dude. And uh, thanks for joining us. You guys, thanks so much for watching AfterBuzz TV's concert experience. Uh, I've been your host. My name is Michael Rip. You can catch me on social media at Mike Rips. And again, thanks so much to uh, DJ William Reed. Uh, for joining us and giving us so much knowledge uh, on the game of DJing. We will be back sometime soon with another episode. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 